0: Hello, everyone. This is Rebecca Green for the Whinypalooza podcast. And I am very excited today because I get to talk to Dr. Terry Badar. Dr. Terry, thank you so much for being here with me today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Very happy to be here.
0: I'm very happy that you're here. And I want to tell you a little bit about this fabulous lady. She is a renowned leadership coach and CEO whisperer. She earned her MBA from Halt International Business School with accrued training in authentic leadership, managing complexities, and behavioral economics. She already sounds super important to me. Between writing, coaching, and teaching meditation, Dr. Terry devotes herself to Love Conscious Human, a -a one-of-a-kind educational platform for evolving humans. Love Conscious Human was created to support those ready to embody love consciousness and participate in crowdsourcing a better future. Well, that sounds amazing to me. We all want love consciousness and a better future, right? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, actually we do.
0: We do. That's how we all want to live our lives. And I really want to ask you what inspired you to pursue a career
1: in this field? What led you here? Um, depends on how far back you want me to go. Um, <laughs> like, I think, let, let's just go back to my, I think the, a pivotal point in my early 20s, I was um uh i'm high intuitive clairvoyant born that way didn't understand it um and then i was recruited to work with uh, uh what they call an unacknowledged special access project working behind the lines for the french government i was living in france at the time and um we were working on on um understanding the uh unconscious mind the power of suggestion um for the sake of social engineering for better or for worse um you know they wanted to understand in order what how do we how do we influence certain populations to make certain choices Mm -hmm. you know and live their way live their lives in certain ways that they felt would be beneficial for society you know whatever judgment you have on that but that's what we're doing all the time behind the lines this is I mean, this is before we called it social engineering, before we had psychological marketing, all that kind of stuff. So this, so
0: this has been going on and we don't know that this is going on. It's just part of our world. And I think that you have identified concepts that I know nothing about. So I have lots of questions and I know you talk about love consciousness and war consciousness. And obviously we want to, we want to lean towards love. So can you explain these two concepts and
1: explain how we can move more towards the love side? Absolutely. So um, moving from war consciousness to love consciousness is really what I do in my leadership coaching practice. That's fundamental transformational shift from the inside out. Yeah. Uh, War consciousness is the mindset and the point of view that you and i are separate somebody wins somebody loses somebody's right somebody's wrong somebody's up somebody's down this duality that we have about everything and everyone hmm. and how do i get more and give less um that is all war consciousness it is a it's a it's a mental emotional structure Around exploitation and extraction of the other for the sake of the petty self. Mm. Yep.
0: Okay, that makes okay. sense.
1: Yes. And yes. humans are going around doing this to everything and everyone. <sighs>
0: That's sad. But,
1: yeah. So it's a part of who we are that we need to look at, shine a light on, and and see what we're gonna do with it and be a choice. Then there's the other side. Uh, this other mindset, perception, point of view that, hey, look, actually, we can elevate our understanding and look at things in a little bit more from a higher point of view and be like, oh, well, look, we're all connected. We just had a pandemic. I breathe out, you breathe in, boom. You know, like this is, we're all part of this complex, multivariable, multidimensional a unit called planet earth and humanity we're all interconnected we're all interdependent not codependent or independent we are interdependent i like that and we we are complementary um in this uh, the so this is the creative mind set and this is where we have gratitude and positive emotions and we can connect we have connection we have creation whereas the war consciousness is destruction and disconnection in the in war consciousness you seek to capture contain and control something or someone right mm-hmm. in love consciousness you you step back you try to comprehend you view it with compassion you you want to be complementary to it you want to see how do i fit in what's actually happening and open up that open up the multiple possibilities and and so we have these two poss- these two parts of self and um two basic parts of self there's other things obviously going on um So, but the petty self, we kind of know when we're there, it's really a question of, are you, are you willing to just incrementally shift just a tiny bit out of that and move a little bit towards the love consciousness? And it's totally worth it because the first bonus you get is you feel better Mm -hmm. about yourself. Yeah. And I mean,
0: you're talking about society, which at large as a society, we need to do that. And I'm thinking more micro. I mean, obviously we can use it more micro because I'm thinking about my marriage. I'm thinking about my communications with my kids. And I'm thinking about how I can come across in that war consciousness and I can come across in the love
1: consciousness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it starts with your internal alignment within yourself, like when your head and your heart are in alignment, when you stop having that cognitive dissidence, when you stop cultivating frustration, when you stop cultivating anger, but you look honestly at what's happening and you make some choices. And it's not like boom, okay, the book is flip your switch, but you know, it does take a while to re-educate yourself. And that's why I wrote the book because I can only coach so many people, right? This is actually a natural journey. It is a natural journey for every single person on the planet that is evolving as a human. Um, and so it's, it, I really pointed out what's happening, how it's happening and what you can do about it for anybody I spent 10 years boiling it down because wow. there's acad- academic books out there and I'm like I can barely read them okay like this is my this is my field and I, it's like snorfest. like, like I, I'm like yeah I get it dude you're proving this and that study, studying great and like okay great you're a great reference book here I can use this to like prove my point but and then what And then what? So like, as we're talking and you've got all these moms out there, right? Moms are an incredibly powerful force on the planet. Yes. Moms are a superpower. Okay. And we're like crowdsourcing moms to reshape their husbands and reshape their children. Why? Because guess what? Who's the executive (laughs) household? Yes, exactly. It ain't they, defi-
0: they definitely pick up our moods and behaviors and all
1: of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yeah. Moms fulfill have this executive function. And when I'm talking about executive function, I'm thinking of, of it, not only like as an executive in a, in a company, but also like what we call it in, in executive function in like mind. like it's that it's like you're making all these decisions, you're multitasking, you're seeing what's needed, you're choosing how to show up, what to do, you're looking at the cause and consequence of your actions. You have you you bear the weight of the emotional intelligence of the household. That is a really excellent way
0: of explaining that and every mother listening feels very understood right now.
1: Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: Well, and I want to tell you, as a mother, when I come across in the war consciousness, sometimes I'm not aware of why that's happening for me. So as much as I work on coming across in more of a loving way, sometimes I don't know why that happened. You know, and I think other people would agree with me. Sometimes we're
1: not aware of why we're acting the way that we're acting. Of course not. Now, we have a lot of what I call social and psychological constructs. So, you know, we're programmed to react and we have narratives that we pick up along the way, most of which are like total BS. <laughs> um, like, yes. you know, like it just sort of stuff that we picked up from our childhood. And like, cause like when I was 12 and my mom said I was like not doing my homework and my mom, you know that's not good enough, Terry. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh good enough not good enough not good enough not good enough not good enough and that became a thing you know like i integrated that into my into my programming and for better for worse and then i had to like debunk that and 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 reprogram it which is a lot of what i do and i help people do in the book is reprogram yourself um and you're talking about your book is called flip your switch it's called flip your switch a user's guide to a whole new mind
0: there it is if you're watching
1: Yeah. So it's on, uh, it's on Amazon. Yeah. So give me five stars. If you can, it helps get it out there. Absolutely. Great. So it's like 52, about 52 chapters, one a week for a year. Most of the chapters are just a couple of pages long. They're very, uh, I mean, there's a lot of intelligence behind it, a lot of study, but I've, I've really boiled it down into something that you can Think about, just read the pages, maybe come back a couple times if you have to, and then, um, you can just ponder it for a week or so. Look at what I'm saying, look at how it affects your life, look at what you might change. So the the first part of the book is, um, the basics of mind. So I'm throwing out psychology. Psychology is great, but not for everyday life. It's clinical. It's, it's about a pathology. And I go from the point that you're not broken. So if you're not broken, you don't need to be fixed. But it's really great to understand your mental emotional landscape so that you can take control of it and, and, and make choices on what you want it to be. Just like you would your garden. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to pull some weeds or pull out a whole bush, go. Like, you know, but make the choice and do it. But in order to do that, you, you need to understand, okay, where's the soil? What have I got planted here? You need to identify all the parts. So that's the first of three parts of the book is called the basics of mind. And it really reshapes how we think about it in a more simplified and practical way. I love and that. The second part is, is like where you do the work to shift. That's the transformational part. And that's lots of little bits and pieces, things that you can do incrementally for yourself, uh, to grow yourself, to try some things, to learn. And again, it's these small steps. And, you know, we have to look at like all the narratives that you have, all the stuff that it's like it's decades old. You can't just like wipe it. You can't reboot it and just wipe it. Your hard drive, like, you know, like that's not going to work. You you have Mm -hmm. to patch reprogram, I call it. Just take a little piece of the code, not working, not working this part. Yeah. Like put it to the side. What could I put in there instead that would work? And so there's lots of little tools in there. Um, And it's not formulaic per se, it's really quite open. And the reason I did this is because I've written the book in order to plug into your national, your, your natural evolutionary drive as a human, we all want to do better. We all want to be better. We all want to feel better. And so we have a natural, like, like the tree in my backyard doesn't want to stop growing. Right. Okay. It might just grow slowly and and surely, but it, it's not. It doesn't want to stop, so it has an evolutionary drive. Every living thing has this, and as humans, if we put if we manage our mental emotional landscape well and start to shift into the love consciousness, what happens is synchronicity kicks in. Synchronicity and. and will come in and suddenly it's like the universe is like giving you these gifts. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in synchronicity, you know, that's like, you were just thinking about somebody, boom, they call you, you know, like all of this is happening. It's natural. And so what I've done is I've taken, taken the normal personal development stuff and I've moved it into the consciousness field where you can develop yourself and then the universe starts to respond to you. You start to have this relationship, this, this slow growing relationship. You're just, ha- you're, you know, you're having a day and then you're, you're like, maybe, maybe, um, you know, you're working on yourself and you've, you've done a little bit of this patch reprogramming. And then you're, you're sort of like having a a frictional time. You're frustrated or something and you're just on, this, and then a bus goes by. And on the bus, there's like a, a, an ad and the ad says something that just boom, speaks to you, elevates you, whatever. That's actually like synchronicity there. That's, that is like this interwovenness that we have to recognize around the love consciousness and the connectedness of all things so that we can be full. If we're, if you're constantly trying to separate yourself from life. You're going to be lonely. You're going to be sick. Because you're disconnected from life. Life force isn't going to support you if you're working so hard to disconnect yourself from everything. And so anyway uh that's part two and part three is what i call the emergence of the daemon the daemon is an ancient greek term that really refers to your higher self your intuitive self uh that space of knowing beyond logic
0: i i am developing questions based on all this wonderful information, I'm soaking it all in. I didn't realize what synchro- synchron- say it for me
1: synchronicity.
0: <laughs> I didn't what synchronicity is in my life because that happens to me all the time, and I didn't have a label for it. That's number one. Number two, um, you said something so profound. I think this is something that we hear a lot from people is that they feel broken. And, you know, that makes me want to cry when I hear that from people, because you said no one is broken. So can we talk about that for a moment? Because I think that there's people listening who don't believe, don't believe that.
1: Yeah. So again, the, the very idea that you're broken is war consciousness. <laughs> How could you be broken? No, you're, you individual. Even if you're neurotic, that doesn't mean you're broken. <laughs> Right. True. I mean, I thought I was broken because when I was 12, all of my, up until the age of 12, all my dreams were basically precog. And then I was playing with kids and they were like, Oh, dreams are weird. And I'm like, no, they're not. They just tell you what's going to happen before it happens. And then it was, Oh, you're weird. Cause that's not what dreams do. You know? And then suddenly I thought it was broken. Oh, Yeah. So, I mean, that's how it happens. And that's why I say like most of the stuff we pick up in our mental, emotional programming is BS. Yes. Yes. I was never broken. I was maybe neurodiverse, but I wasn't broken. You look at uh, profiles like Elon Musk, like he would be considered broken in many ways because he's very neurodiverse. But look what he's doing, like, for better or for worse, he's incredibly successful. Right, right. You know, whether you like him or not, who cares, you know, and so um, I think we really need to to look at the idea uh, of, of who we are and the multi, uh, like the multi-dimensional aspect of like so many human beings. If nobody on planet earth has exactly the same DNA, how can we say one is right and another is wrong? That's just ridiculous. Well, and I think that, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, ahead. go ahead.
0: I think that you are talking about something so important about us all being very unique and different, which I think is important. And I'm thinking about, the woman who tells me that she was abused as a child and she feels broken. Can you speak on that to help shift her perspective? Mm -hmm. If if one of those lovely women are listening right now.
1: Absolutely, because six out of 10 women have been sexually abused in some way, (sighs) including myself. Terrible. Including myself, I know. So it has nothing to do with you see the whole thing about and this happens to women so much and it's it's again in the social constructs why would we be emotionally mentally or otherwise responsible for something that was done to us it's like I drop my coffee cup and I'm like, blaming my neighbor. <laughs> why? Like, would I just run, if I drop my coffee, I'm going to run across the street and be like, why did you make me drop? Like, I like I have coffee all over the floor. Come over here and clean it up. This is your fault. So it's, it's the, the problem there is, is that we have been trained to self-blame. Yes, we have. Okay. So there's actually a chapter in the book. Uh, there's several chapters that would uh, actually speak to this. One is the anatomy of hate and the anatomy of love, like how it works in our minds, like in, in our society a little bit. And then, um, then stop blaming, start claiming. And with that, that's a very touchy thing because, you have to stop blaming yourself, okay? So people, m- men will blame, more likely to blame somebody on the outside so that they don't have to face it. But the same thing is happening for a woman. They'll just blame themselves and suppress themselves and their evolution, and their elevation, and their growth, in order to sort of stay safe. Uh, It's a weird, weird thing. Uh, Just like, why would a guy who's, you know, had something bad done to him always blame out there? Like, Like, blame society. And then we're really good at blaming and judging, like, blame, let's blame the government about what's (laughs) happening in my life yeah I mean is there a part yes I'm probably 20 30 percent yeah but most of my life is like 70 percent my responsibility and so it's not about the about judging and blaming it's about claiming what's there cleaning it up kind of back to the garden metaphor like guess what it's your garden for better or for worse hey why don't you make it beautiful so let, let's do something about it. And I'm not saying you don't get therapy. I've done that, absolutely. I, I'm not saying you don't uh, reach out to your doctors and maybe you have to be on medication for a while. I've personally done that to get through what I needed to get through. But then, then it's 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 a it's a crutch. It's like when I had surgery on my leg, I, I had crutches, and then I healed, and then. I don't, I don't need the crutches anymore. So it's, how do you, how do you work through that with support? Right. And you know, all disclaimers, I'm not a medical doctor. I have a doctorate in divinity and metaphysics. So what we're talking about is, is consciousness and where do you want to go with it? And I think a lot of women, and I've noticed this when I'm doing these female podcasts uh, you know, for, for mostly female audiences. Um, there's an idea that love consciousness is all like, woo woo. Like, oh, well I have to be soft and let people walk all over me. Uh, uh, Uh -uh. because you love yourself just as much as you love someone else. That is love consciousness, sacrificing your needs and your best interest is war consciousness against the self, against yourself, against your best interest. So it's really an idea of understanding. If you're in that destructive mode, if you're you're being destructive, you're in war consciousness probably.
0: That's a good way for us to label it and identify it and start to shift ourselves. I like those concepts. It's going to help me a lot. And I think it's going to help a lot of people listening. And you also said something really important. You said that when we're disconnected, that is really not good for us. You said that when we're connected, that is what it's all about. And I think that you hit on something so important And that the more connected that we feel to people, the better we feel. So what steps do you feel like we can take to make sure that we're connected?
1: Find tribe. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Find our tribe. tribe. Yeah. I have a women's group of intimate circle. We, we meet, uh, we we try to meet once a month. It doesn't usually happen, but these are like uh, real women We've created a sacred place. We see each other. It's the same small group of women. They're, they're like, we're like best friends. Um, I brought them together from different aspects of my life. And then, the, you know, the bond just keeps growing, uh-huh. you know, and we have everything from mid twenties to early seventies.
0: And you said something so important. You made this happen. Yes. So I think that instead of waiting
1: to find it or look for
0: it, sometimes we can make it happen.
1: Yeah. Don't see. I think there's a lot where we spent, we waste a lot of time going outside of ourselves, trying to find some kind of match. When you need to look inside and go, what do I need? What does that look like? How do I create it? And where do I start? And there's a chapter in the book, small is great. Like if you've got three people in your life that you can bring together on a regular basis, that you can form a trusting circle where everybody gets to talk. Everybody gets to share. Nobody's dominating. You know, we, we do a pass the stick thing. So nobody gets to talk as long as someone's holding the stick. They're the talker.
0: That's wonderful. That is awesome. Well, I love that you created that, and I know you've helped so many people. Um Would you mind sharing a success story with us of someone that you've helped along the way? because there's probably a ton of people?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, there's there's so many ways that this changes people. I mean, when I let's let's look at my male um, executives for starters. So one of the, and this is, I think this will resonate with your audience. One of the great things that happens when uh, men come to, like I have executives, right? And they come to me and it's all about like, how can they be a better leader? And I start to redirect it back to being a whole person and then shifting the consciousness from this duality to this unity um, idea. And when that happens, they start... Uh, And and some of the exercises, I have them use their family first. So it's a safer environment for them to change. And so, you know, we'll have stories where, uh, uh, you know, dads that didn't get along with their sons, that changes. Uh, I get a lot of feedback uh, from my executives who say, my wife doesn't want me to stop working with you. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like because apparently i'm so much better with her you know That's and so, wonderful yeah so there's like that whole emotional side where they start to like you know be more whole people uh and less calculating because the whole war thing is calculating and manipulating and unfortunately business has a lot of that in it and when you shift from war consciousness to love consciousness, that changes. It's not that there's no transaction. The transaction continues to exist. So does profit. I mean, a good transaction, a good business is solving problems, creating value, and therefore people give you money for that. So the, the fundamental thing is still the same. It's just a, it's just a shift of, of, of the intention behind it. And who are you being while you're being this business person? And so again, it's, and then relationships change. Um, And now there is one story which I like to tell, and it's about a female CEO, absolutely young, brilliant MIT, Harvard data analyst uh, and architect starting her own company, running her own company with a bunch of other like super smart nerds. I mean, like they're, I don't know, like how many, like, you know, if they were to like put it, stack it, you know, it would be like an un- incredible, the IQs and stuff in there anyway. Um, and so being young, you know, being really young, she's like in her twenties and she's got to go pitch to all these old white guys uh, who are like fifties and on the board of a company, like, are we going to hire this, you know, data person? And that's all they get, you know, and like, okay, she's like up against a whole bunch of other people. And so she's going in and the fear and the, the sense of insecurity and all of that. But when she, she shifted into this holistic love conscious mindset, where she started to just know that she was worth it, that it wasn't about whether or not they liked her it was whether or not she wanted to work with them, whether or not their problem was something that she wanted to tackle, and understanding. Okay, so then how do I how do I show up? Asking not do they like me, but do I like them? Mm, and yeah. very
0: empowering.
1: Yes, and because from the love consciousness, she loved herself enough uh, to not come from a place of lack. She came from a place of fullness. Hmm. And that just took her to, and, and of course they loved her. And of course she got the job. And she just went into it as like, well, this is just practice, I'll see. You know, and she was so confident and light and then she was also really generous i remember she she told me a little bit about how because she's wicked smart and so they posed the problem and she just goes to the whiteboard and she starts architecturally designing the data of what they would need to do you know like freehand and they were like oh my god we just paid somebody thirty thousand dollars to do just that how did you know (laughs) wow wow and they were like are you sure and then they're like asking and then then the guy the the c the 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 finance the cfo asks the cto did you give her that document did you give her did you cheat like that's not fair And he's like no i didn't do anything and then then the cfo you know again that like Ugh. he's like i don't know is she on the spectrum right Cause that's a bad thing. Well, it's like the judginess of it, right? Very, very judgy. Like yes. what? And that's war consciousness. Yes. You know, she just gave everything. She just saw you, your problem solved your problem, generously gave it to you off the cuff. Yes. She is that smart. And now you're going to judge her and label her. And so it's like, it's just like this interesting, and they gave her the job and it lasted quite a while. Um, So I think what's happening is you just have to be that person who, uh, you know, you bring it in. I also have like, I talk a lot and in the book about mind your own business, meaning stick to yourself. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Grow yourself, elevate yourself, figure out yourself. Who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? What did you come here to do? How are you going to shift into love consciousness so that you can be happy, have great relationships and be successful on your terms? Like, Don't try to reach success that somebody else is like dropping in your lap. Who cares?
0: Absolutely. That's a wonderful story. And my husband has a few companies. And I'm like, in my head, I'm envisioning you talking to him and his people. That is what I'm sitting here envisioning right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to have him listen to this one. That's for sure. So what is your vision for the future of humanity? What, what, what do you envision for us?
1: Well, we are entering into a big shift. We're already in it. Um, And the reason I wrote the book also is to help people get there, okay? Because we are at a point where we need to do better now. There are whole industries screaming to be born on the business front. And we have the incumbents who want to keep everything the same, They are a force of resistance. They're creating these glass ceilings uh, economically and on on, on so many different, you know, fronts politically. um, They want to keep things the same because they are afraid and they feel like they're cashing in and they don't want that to stop. Um, But we need to change. We need to change and we're going to change for better or for worse. I'd rather do it now. And, and so avoid some of the really bad stuff. Like, it's sort of like, if you, you know, if you, if I know I'm, if I have a cold or something, I start taking vitamin C now. Why would I wait (laughs) until my whole immune system is gone and I have to go to the hospital? Right. Right. Or something like you just—I mean—it just makes sense. It's—it's not—it's not very complicated to understand. Now, those industries that are screaming to be born, and I, I work with some of these social entrepreneurs, are everything around regenerate regeneration. So I want you to think about regenerative agriculture, regenerative um, medicine. Uh, and, And we have circular economies, circular economies are, and a lot of European, of course, countries are already doing stuff like that, where you have an appliance and a dishwasher. And after so many years, the dishwasher is old and you and they come and they take it back and give you a new one. And the old one goes back and it snaps apart because it was already designed that way. It snaps apart and the plastic parts go into other plastic parts and the metal parts go into other metal parts. So they're recuperating their actual, their, 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 uh, the, what they've already put into it. They're getting back the raw materials that they've put out they get, so that they don't have to go buy new. You know, the recycling is already integrated into their process. Yeah. Um in construction we have passive homes, passive homes who where you would cut uh just by the the orientation of the sun, how you build the house, certain kinds of windows and walls and air circulation and, and certain kinds of roofing. Uh it's it costs about 15% more to build a passive home than traditional construction. But your bills, even before you put a solar panel on top, are 90% less. Wow. Heading in a good direction. That and all happening. All of this is happening. It's just a question of shifting. Like the number one thing holding us back are, are our minds, our consciousness. Because we're living in the old. We're living in the war consciousness, okay. So, and then we have regenerative. So that's regenerative manufacturing, a regenerative agriculture, a regenerative medicine, which is around like functional medicine, where instead of treating the symptoms, we go upriver to look at the cause. Mm, and I love that cause rather than just the, the suppressing the symptoms. Yes, I've done that personally in my life. Um, there's uh. I mean, so much, so much to be done. Um, and a lot of very simple things that we can do. Um, there's also like minimalist movement where we don't need so much stuff. Like right. I have there's a chapter in the book, enough with the stuff. Yes. Like yes. how much stuff do you need? Um, and this over identification with what we have instead of who we are. Like be somebody forget about having stuff
0: yeah Um, as I shop for Hanukkah presents for my children (laughs) (laughs) so I can't let you go without asking you about the celestial spirit because I'm all about that stuff so I want us to be connected to that I want us to be connected to our conscious brain our physical brain our celestial brain so how can we make sure that we're connecting
1: to all of that I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to be (laughs) cheesy and I'm going to say, read the book. Yes, Uh, you can say that. Because actually this is a path towards the emergence of your daemon. Because that's where the knowing comes from. That's where we are. That's where your potential is. That's how you get in contact with the specific calling that you have. See, we all have the same purpose, which is to... Be the best version of yourself that you can be in this life. But beyond that, everybody's unique. We're all, all these different parts to one big system. So you just want to be your puzzle piece. And how do you fit in order to know that you have to connect through your daemon? Your daemon is your higher self. It's, uh, I suppose you would call it your spirit mind if you want. Um, and once you've done the work, it will show up. It will naturally emerge. It wants to be, it wants to shine. It wants to show up. It, it, it was meant to. We just We just have, I mean, you have, I have, we all have things that are keeping it down. Our job is just to kind of clear the runway and it will show up um and and that's the higher knowing we all have access to that and once we start to do that think of what kind of critical mass we can have in the world if we connect from that place rather than our petty self what do we get out of this you know if we instead connect from our higher self it's like oh look at you who are what are you doing here and how's your life and what does that mean for you and this is what i'm doing and this is what my calling is what's your calling and and how are you going to do that and can i help you and will you help me and 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 just sort of like opening it up that's when we sort of like have i have this vision of planet earth and I, And this is why like I'm on this podcast tour, which is awesome because I it really makes that visual pop for me, which is there's all these little lights, all these little dots of light all over planet Earth, okay? Whether it's a podcast or a client or somebody in love consciousness. all these little lights. and then we're finding ways to connect. And so you start to draw these little golden threads between all of these golden lights. That just, and then we're starting to build this web, and we're 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 creating this web of light all around the globe through our connectivity, and with that, I I, I call it getting pure positive critical mass. And it's like, that's how we do it. We don't need like in in left brain thinking 51% of the planet to think like us. All we need to do is to connect and get those golden threads woven around so that the field is full of these, of all of these love conscious light seeds everywhere. And it's like, okay, this is how we do it. Well,
0: you're making me all emotional because that is the purpose of this podcast. And I just want to shine light out to everybody. And hopefully this shines some light into some people's lives today. And as you can tell, I could talk to you all day. I just find you so fascinating. I love talking to you. But um, tell everybody the title of your book again and where they can find you.
1: So the it's uh, Flip Your Switch, A User's Guide to a Whole New Mind, Dr. Terry Badar. You can find me, uh, so it's on Amazon. Um, you can find me uh, Instagram, Dr. Terry Badar 1. You can find me on LinkedIn, Dr. Terry Badar. You can uh, find me uh, loveconscioushuman.com have patience it's still a work in progress then you can find me if you're interested in my professional leadership coaching uh like if you know whether you're an executive or just somebody who wants to know um i'm at whitelilycoaching.com white lily like the flower whitelilycoaching.com
0: and you are accepting new clients i am from from anywhere from anywhere they- Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I cannot thank you enough for your time and your expertise today.
1: Likewise. And thank you so much for doing this, shining the light and being the light. You know, you're one of these little, you're one of these little, uh, hubs of, of like that light connecting out to other hubs.
0: And now I'm going to envision that every time I do a podcast. (laughs) To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer.
1: 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit C Suite com.